Welcome to episode two of Jazz in the Public Domain. And here we play music that is in the public domain from uh, who knows when, 1917 today, 1918 today, and also from that uh, fabulous year of 1923. We're going to start with the uh, ODJB, the uh, original Dixieland jazz band. Uh, who uh, recorded uh, the first jazz hit song on February 26, 1917, Livery Stable Blues on Victor out of New York City. And uh, this is a band that uh, formed uh, coming out of really the Reliance band, the uh, marching band that uh, had been in New Orleans for many, many years. These are players from the Reliance band. They uh, went north to Chicago, formed their own band in Chicago, then went to New York, and really were a dance band, a working dance band in New York City when discovered. And uh, these are some of the uh, legendary names, Nick LaRocca on cornet, Eddie Edwards on trombone, Larry Shields, clarinet, Henry Ragus on piano, and uh, Tony Spargo, one of his names, the drummer from New Orleans all of them, and uh, most of them uh, from Papa Jack Lane's Reliance Brass Band. Nick LaRocca later, you know, biography, autobiography, says that he invented jazz. So we have him and Jelly Roll Morton both uh, claiming title to that. And Louis Armstrong did remark that he saw them in 1909 before he even played the cornet, and that they were a very hot band. And, of course, Wikipedia weighs in saying that their arrangements were wild, impolite, and definitely had a jazz feeling. And that style still is referred to as the style of music known as Dixieland. So we have Dixieland now over 100 years old, way over 100 years old, and uh, from the title of this band. Uh, so we're going to hear their hit song, the song that started the jazz craze in 1917, Livery Stable Blues on the Victor label. This uh, had an interesting history. It, it uses a theme, thematic material from a, a song written by Joe Jordan in 1909 called the That Teasing Rag. And uh, that was written for Aida Overton Walker, who uh, was a famous dancer at the time. So it was a fairly famous song. Uh, Nick LaRocca uh, brought it out as Livery Stable Blues, and some others, some uh, other related performers from New Orleans claimed that they had written it, Ray Lopez and Elsie Nunez, so there were subsequent trials. And in one of those cases over who wrote this song, the judge said, I don't think either of you did. And he said, this song is in the public domain. So here, contemporaneous with this being a head song, it was declared in the public domain in terms of the publishing rights. So we're going to hear now uh, Livery Stable Blues, the song that set off the jazz craze, and that will be followed by Blowing the Blues. So first we're going to hear Livery Stable Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, Livery Stable Blues, the ODJB, and now we're going to hear another song. This comes from uh, the next year, from June 25th, 1918, on Victor again. This is a, another song that uh, is of their uh, composition and uh, published with the writing credit to uh, Henry Ragas, the piano player. Uh, you should know, if you ever listen to the ODJB, that uh, many of the songs that are standards they recorded, and many of those songs that they recorded in our standards, they themselves wrote. So here is Henry Ragas on piano, Larry Shields on clarinet, uh, Nick LaRocca on cornet, uh, Tony Spabaro, also known as Tony Spargo on drums, and Eddie Edwards on trombone. And this is Blue and the Blues. the blues from the odjb 1918 and uh this is kind of the launch uh today's show today we're uh featuring uh some of the work at, in 1923 that involved jelly roll morton uh and uh his work with the uh rhythm kings and then also we're going to move on and hear uh, louis armstrong again with joe oliver's band from later in 2023 but now we're going to take up the first recordings ever made by Jelly Roll Morton. And these were 
in Chicago at the Paramount Recording Studios. Paramount was a major producer of jazz and blues. And uh, on June 23rd, 1923, Jelly Roll Morton and his orchestra, which uh, consists, uh, it's, this is the Heisenberg uh, principle of indeterminacy. We're not quite sure who was on cornet. Some people say it was Nettie Dominique, Tommy Ladnier, or Bernie Young. So it could have been one of those. We have Roy Palmer on trombone, uh, Wilden Towns on clarinet, but it's also believed there's there were others that could have been on clarinet that day. We're for sure identified Arville Harris on tenor sax, Jelly, of course, on piano, and Jasper Taylor on the woodblocks. This is back in an era when uh, you were consigned to the woodblocks when recording. So the first song ever recorded by Jelly Roll Morton was Big Fat Ham, Big Fat Ham. And, uh, and the second one, the flip side of that Paramount recording was Muddy Water Blues. And so we're going to start now with Big Fat Ham, Jelly Roll Morton. Big Fat Ham, Jelly Roll Morton, and his orchestra recorded June 23rd, 1923. And the uh, there were many subsequent versions of that. Um, now we're going to hear Muddy Water Blues, which is a Jelly Roll Morton composition. Uh, and this includes then the same group, Jelly Roll Morton and his orchestra with uh, cornet, trombone, clarinet, tenor sax, piano, and woodblocks. Again, this was reported June 23rd, 1923.
Muddy Waters Blues, a Jelly Roll Morton original from June of 1923, and his first time in the studio, and I think getting some of the bugs out, you know, in terms of how to uh, locate the drums, how to uh, get the best sound. Uh, Jelly Roll Morton uh, developed his own sound and engineering uh, capabilities uh, subsequently in this year, 1923, but it, this was his maiden voyage, and uh, we're now going to go to July 17th. This is the fabled uh, Jeanette recordings from uh, July 17th and July 18th. And we're going to hear one of the ODJB songs written by Shields of the original Dixieland jazz band, Clarinet Marmalade, one of the classics uh, played uh, over and over again, many, many bands. And here we're going to hear it from the uh, Rhythm Kicks, the New Orleans Rhythm Kicks, uh, with Paul Maris on cornet, George Brunus on trombone, Leon Rapolo on clarinet, Jack Pettis on sax, we believe the same melody, uh, Glenn Scoville on tenor or alto sax, Don Murray on tenor sax, uh, Jelly on piano, uh, Bob Gillette on banjo, Chink Martin bass, Ben Pollock drum. So uh, a large group constituting the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. And this, again, a lot of these players coming from New Orleans up to Chicago had their origins, as did the original Dixieland Jazz Band, had their origin with that Reliance Brass Band. They had uh, much experience in marching bands and then created jazz out of that. So this is now 1923, and we're going to hear Clarinet Marmalade. Marmalade from the New Orleans Rhythm Kings with Jelly Roll Morton on piano from that famous day of July 17th, 1923. On the next day, Jelly recorded three piano solos. We're not going to hear those today, but he did record then with the band, the London Blues and then Millenberg Joys. So we're going to hear London Blues again 
This is the New Orleans Rhythm Kings with Paul Maris Cornet, George Brunis on trombone, Leon Rapolo on clarinet, Jack Pettis sax, Glenn Scoville alto sax and tenor sax, Don Murray tenor sax, Jelly on piano, Bob Gillette banjo, Chink Martin bass, and Ben Pollock drums. That was the London Blues, a Julia Roll Morton composition. And now again, a composition uh, co-written by Mr. Rapolo, uh, Maris, and Morton. So we have three authors to this famous, famous classic, Millenberg Joys, recorded July 18th, 1923 in the Jeanette Studios in Richmond, Indiana. Thank you. 
the Millenberg Joys, Chelarelle Morton with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings from 1923. Now we're going to go uh, later to October 30th of 1923, and this is for the General Phonograph Company in Chicago, and this is Jelly Roll Morton's jazz band. And in this band, uh, again, a bit of indeterminacy, but this is who we think is in this band, is Natty Dominique on cornet, Zoo Robertson on trombone, Horace Eubanks on clarinet, but it could also have been Buster Bailey. Some claim it was Buster Bailey, or even uh, as, and as someone else. And then we have, of course, Jelly on piano. So we have now two songs off of this session. There was Someday Sweetheart, a song that Jelly would return to and reconfigure. He, I believe, is the best arranger of this song. It's a hit song, Someday Sweetheart. And then we'll follow that with London Blues from the same session. Thank you. 
So we heard from the October 30th, 1923 session on the general phonograph label, Someday Sweetheart, Jelly Roll Morton and his jazz band, Jelly Roll Morton's jazz band, and the London Blues again. So we've heard two versions of the London Blues, one with the uh, New Orleans Rhythm Kings and one with Jelly Roll Morton's own jazz band. And that completes our work with Jelly Roll Martin for today and such a, a glorious beginning for his recording career. And now for the main event, the, the main act on today's show, King Oliver, uh, his uh, Creole jazz band with Louis Armstrong on cornet. For this, we're returning now to the David W. Niven collection, and we'll hear David W. Niven introduce this music that he collected. So. Here we go with what was considered perhaps the best and greatest jazz band of that era of 1923. And of course, 1923 was about the extent of their uh, being together. In 1924, they broke up. So here we have David W. Nivett. And here is another Jelly Roll Morton composition entitled Snake Rag. King Oliver and Louis Armstrong on cornet. Honore Dutri on trombone, Johnny Dodge clarinet, Lil Harden on piano, Bill Johnson banjo, and Baby Dodds on drums. April the 6th, 
a final side cut at this April 6, 1923 recording session at Jeanette. Next, we have recordings done for OK on June 22, 1923 in Chicago. Bud Scott has replaced Bill Johnson on banjo. Here is Sweet Lovin' Man. second recording of Dipper Mouth Blues or Sugarfoot Stomp made for OK Records on June 23, 1923 with the same personnel as the last number Oliver Armstrong, Dutry, Johnny Dodds, Lil Hodden, Bud Scott on banjo and taking Bill Johnson's vocal break on Dibbermouth and Baby Dodds on drums. Thank you. 
recording session three months later on October 5, 1923, King Oliver hired tennis saxophonist Stump Evans to join the group. He also got Johnny St. Cyr to replace Scott on banjo. They recorded six numbers, and one of them was Alligator Hop for Jeanette. some very nice Johnny Dodge clarinet. Here is Crooked Blues, which fe features some novel breaks at the end of each verse. You'll hear Stump Evans' slap tongue tenor sax and King Oliver's final choruses on the wah-wah mute with Louis playing open horn behind him. Thank you. 
Unfortunately, there was a break in the tape from uh, David W. Niven, so we did not get to complete hearing Crooked Blues. We'll come back with a different version next time. Make up for that. And then the final uh, selection uh, from the Niven collection, we're going to pick up with Buddy's Habits and pick it up with David Niven announcing. Thank you. Recorded for OK. I mentioned before that Louis Armstrong played the slip whistle on the street corners when he had his little vocal quartet back in New Orleans when he was just a kid. Great King Oliver with the great band that he had with Louis Armstrong. And that completes our episode two of hearing some of the great jazz that's in the public domain currently. And we'll be back with another episode from Jazz in the Public Domain. Thank you for listening.